0: Welcome to the CCF Podcast. We're a campus ministry at Truman State University. This podcast features sermons from our weekly worship services. Thanks for listening. I am now 33 years old, and it feels like much time has passed and is passing faster and faster every day. Day to day, I have to make all sorts of choices about what is good and important and fun, and then I have to live with the forfeiture of all those other options, those choices foreclose. And I'm starting to see how as time gains momentum, my choices will narrow and their foreclosures multiply exponentially until I arrive at some point on some branch of all life's sumptuous branching complexity at which I am finally locked in and stuck on one path. And time speeds me through stages of stasis and atrophy and decay until I go down for the third time. I'll struggle for not Drowned by time. It is dreadful. But since it's my own choices that'll lock me in, it seems unavoidable. If I want to be any kind of grown-up, I have to make choices and regret foreclosures and try to live with them. Amen. Go in peace. Hey, good morning, everybody. Uh, I was 33 a long time ago. I'm 40, almost three now. This isn't me. This is another writer, philosopher, thinker guy. Uh, we'll come back to it. Good morning. Good morning. Show of hands, was it just this side, or could you guys also hear that tree falling over just as Zach and the crew started singing? Okay. If, I don't know if you, if you, like, looked, but that's that branch, that 26-foot branch over there, 855,000 pounds. We'll have Conrad move it after service. Um, thank you, Lord, uh, for the tree. Um, thank you, Zach and crew, for the music, et cetera. Um, thank you. Where's our champ? Drew, can you stand up just one more time? Because that was a massacre. Holy cow, just not even a question at any time. Mathematically, it's, well, someone's going to win, but you, you know uh, <clears throat> One of those, uh, the, the remains, just carnage in Drew's path, um, was my 14-year-old son, Jude, somewhere around here. I've um, got a 16-year-old daughter, I've got a little 7-year-old dude, and uh, my wife back here. My family lives here. I've lived here um, since 1999, back when I came to Truman, not with all of them yet, but uh, I've been here a long time, and um, I was thinking about um, you guys. Can, if you're a freshman, a new student, can you guys just throw your hands up in the air? You're, you're the new ones here. Awesome. Um, well, yeah, once again, we're, <clears throat> and we're glad that you guys uh, are here, that you found your way over here. Um, I've been thinking about you guys. I've been praying um, since I met a handful of you at the open house, and uh, even just names from earlier in the summer, and just knowing that this is the rhythm of our life and ministry here uh, each fall. Hopefully, a, a new crop of folks come in. And I've been thinking about you guys. Um, and you come from tons of different places. You're tons of different people. Uh, uh, but you have some, some commonalities, probably, when you're, when you're showing up. Uh, most of you coming from homes elsewhere, showing up here. Uh, I remembered when I got dropped off. I, I was the oldest of four kids. And uh, I have a great family. Love my parents. Um, I was also ready to go to college. But, so we came and we did the move-in thing. And then my parents, my dad's truck was parked out by the football field, Campbell Apartments. And as the, like, final, final thing, we, like, went back there to the truck. I gave everyone a hug. And I remember standing in that parking lot just weeping on my parents, on my sisters, my, my little brother. Just just weeping. Like, I'd, I didn't want to go with them. Uh, but th- this was, you know, 18 and a half years of this is my life. And I... You know, like, hate you guys most of the time and think you're annoying and want to get away. But, like, now something was peeled back, and it was just hearts to hearts right there. And holy cow. Uh, And that was, you know, whatever in the afternoon of uh, the day I moved in. And then that night, there was the ice cream social uh, on the mall. They still do that? There's an ice cream social on the mall. It's, like, the first welcome thing for freshmen. Um, And uh, I was dancing in the fountain. And I don't even... I don't dance like I. This is this counts as my one time for anyone who tries to give me crap about that. I'm too scared to dance. Uh, but I was like, you know, at, at once uh, connected, some, some sad, something weirdly, deeply, emotionally connected to what was before. Uh, but then also very um, freely excited about uh, what was to come. And so there I was, um, dancing in the fountain. And I've I've been thinking about you guys for uh, already homesickness, for um, those connections, those draws uh, backward, um, that in a, in a lot of cases um, are good and are fine and there are things to be uh, grieved and, and lamented, uh, but, but also um, the, the next things that are coming and for the ways that you're excited to meet new people and do, do your next things and get into your studies and all of that. Um, <clears throat> and here you are. Uh, you are here. Well, where, where are you exactly? I guess is the follow-up question to the poster. <clears throat> Let me tell you a story. Once upon a time, in the beginning, God created everything that is, the heavens, the earth, uh, all of it, freely out of love. The universe and you and everything that exists and doesn't exist, all is there freely because I'm a good God behind it all, created it in love. Fiery furnaces and planets and suns of love creating um, everything that is. Fast forward. That's where we come from. That's the pull we feel. Moments of, of weeping. We're, we're taken back to there. Uh, fast forward to finally, on that day, um, God's going to recreate, restore, make new um, all that has become uh, decayed and is broken and, and, and failed. Uh, and uh, so so you are here, and where are you? Um, you're here with the rest of us uh, in the middle, in, in the meantime, uh, between God having created everything good in love and that next day uh, when God finishes what he started uh, and recreates it um, new in love. And so the mixture of the emotions and your confusion about whatever um, makes sense because here in that meantime, in a world um, shadowed, we get glimpses of the good thing and hopes for the better thing coming, but, but here we are just in the mud, just churning, not knowing anything, just animal instincts and appetites, and it's shadowed, blessedly shady today, other times just bare sun. Um, here in the meantime, uh, on your first day of college, on your first day of marriage, on your first day of a new job, on the 377th week of that job, Everywhere, our whole lives, generations coming and going, planets living and dying. In that whole meantime, uh, where we find ourselves is is pulled inexplicably um, back to the good God who created us in love. And pulled ahead, um, invincibly, um, toward that good God who's going to do it all over again. And here in the meantime, we are beset by sin. And the crap we do to each other is horrible. And we don't even understand ourselves. We can't hope to understand other people. And yet, the story that, the only story that makes sense to me um, is, is that right here, uh, we, we still are swimming in an ocean of God's love and mercy. We're, we're, we're swimming in it. And so when we make the choices that we're making, and we, we follow the paths that we're following, and we choose a major, and we do all of that, those are important things. Um, but they're important um, not because we have infinite freedom to do anything we want to do and become anybody we want to become. Um, there are weird consumerist tales here. Infinite, arbitrary choice is, is not freedom. So for you, thinking about when you come freshly to college, what are the choices that you're going to make and what are you going to do with your freedom? Um, I think it's important to note, and you, you probably feel this, like, if you're looking at a thousand different gray shades of whatever screen case, you're not like, oh, good. I am a fully flourishing human because I have the freedom to choose any one of these. I want 37A, not any of those other crappy shades of gray. Like, that, that's, that's fine. We have crap that we just keep buying. But that's, that's not freedom. And so d- please don't mistake oh, I'm here and I'm on my own. I'm, a, I'm away from my family or whatever. And so I, ha- I have the freedom to simply like 360 degrees choose arbitrarily at any time without having any idea what I should do. Um, that's, that's not freedom. That's actually, that's like uh, paralysis. You feel this ever? Like, how do I know where to go? How do I know where to turn? How do I know if this is better than that? I can't actually know until I've done it. So what do I do right here? Um, that's, that's eventually despair. Uh, instead, a freedom set within the tale of there's a good God who created everything in love, there's the good God who's pulling it all back to what it's supposed to be. Freedom there means freedom to choose what is good and right and beautiful and true. It means, paradoxically, freedom to be bound to walking um, the true path, to uncovering and becoming your true self in and among uh, other true selves in the world as God intended it which absolutely does have a purpose and a direction and a harmony that we only catch glimpses of and then we screw up and then we're confused about, and yet that, that deep animating force that draws us back, that pushes us forward, um, we sense it, and true freedom consists in binding yourself along the path, it does narrow. Your path narrows when you choose something and forfeit all these other options, You can lament what was forfeited there and there and there and there, but the really good thing is now diving all the way into what this now makes possible. There are things that are made possible in being bound, subservient to one thing that are not possible if you're standing at every moment with 360 degree free total choice. It's not freedom, that's imprisonment. Uh, For you, uh, what what I've been praying, my hope for your next years here and beyond um, is that you um, come by by all of God's mysterious ways um, to have your eyes opened and your hearts peeled a little bit, um, to sense, to see, to strive for, to claw after the good, the beautiful, the true, and to be absolutely free in doing that. Um, it's my prayer for you. It's what it's what we're doing here. It's what we're trying to do. We're just a bunch of disciples of Jesus trying to understand what's going on and to do it. We're trying to become our true selves. Um, together and the pressure sh- is off there in this case, by the way, because everything is not up to you to manufacture and arrange and get everything perfectly to, to become your own self like you just made it up. God made you, and God is remaking you, and you, you get the choice to wake up and participate in that. Ah, take a breath, do lots of hard work, like, like dying to yourself, losing your life in order to get it back. It's not, it's not easy. Uh, but the, the other thing, the consumerist, infinite, all-the-time thing, where if you screw something up, if you're not as pretty or strong or smart as you should be, well, that's on you. Too bad. Ugly, weak, dumb-dumb. <coughs> that's what Jude would say, my son. Sorry. In this case, um, the God who still is there and is in, in, in whose love and mercy we are absolutely swimming um, allows us um, to, to take a breath, the pressure's now off, and we're free to die to ourselves to really get our lives back. It's what we're trying to do together, telling the truth together, um, praying together, uh, tuning in and trying to pay attention together, um, singing together, reading and learning together. (laughs) I am now 33 years old, and it feels like much time has passed and is passing faster and faster every day. Day to day, I have to make all sorts of choices about what is good and important and fun. And then I have to live with the forfeiture of all those other options those choices foreclose. And I'm starting to see how as time gains momentum, my choices will narrow and their foreclosures multiply exponentially until I arrive at some point on some branch of all life's sumptuous branching complexity at which I am finally locked in and stuck on one path. And time speeds me through stages of stasis and atrophy and decay until I go down for the third time, all struggle for naught, drowned by time. It is dreadful. But since it's my own choices that'll lock me in, it seems unavoidable. If I want to be any kind of grown-up, I have to make choices and regret foreclosures and try to live with them. This is David Foster Wallace. He's, he's half right, in my opinion. Like, I absolutely understand um, what he's saying. The only difference that I see is that instead of being locked in and stuck on one path and that inducing despair, being locked in and stuck on the one path back toward the God who made you and is remaking you is actually really good news and is freeing. And in all our limitations, we can be exactly who we are supposed to be. Not like, yay, individual me, but taking our place in the whole cosmic dance that God is orchestrating. And so if you combine David Foster Wallace's bit uh, with this from Paul, I think we get all the way there. nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Life is complex and complicated and not simple and all of that. Uh, But at the heart of it, I think there is a very simple binary. There are two possible ways to live in the world. You can live in fear, weighing all your options and making the right choice and fearing making the wrong choice and fearing, am I doing it right and wrong? You can live in fear, or you can live in love. You can live in love because of the story that we are placed in, that a God of love made you and a God of love is remaking you, drawing you back there. We are free, then, to learn to live in love. And, of course, it's a mixed bag. My goodness. It's all fear mixed with love. I mean, I'm slowly... Very slowly. I want to do everything right all the time. That's all I want. I just want everything to be right. Well, and I do it, but I want everybody else to do everything right all the time. It's the only thing I want. I screamed at Sam Willoughby, what's wrong with your can jam rules, so-called rules? Where's Willow? There he is. He still loves me. Look at that. He knows how to walk the way of love, and I'm slowly learning how to get there. Um, it's all I want. Of course, it's fear mixed with love, and it's love mixed with fear, um, but, the, but the freedom that we have... Is to shed the fear, not by choosing better, not by lining up more options and getting it right. Of course, you have to struggle through picking a major and where you're gonna go and all of that. Uh, but the, the freedom that we have is to is to settle into, is to learn to be drawn along by the love of God. And as we do that, um, we, we are living right, and we're living righter. So of course there's mistakes all over the place, and it's it's all subject, it's partial. Of course, repentance is the, the, the whole name of the game of learning to live here in the meantime. On the way toward "on that day, all will be right. You're free. You have freedom. Live in love. Let's pray. It is easy, Lord, to be afraid of absolutely everything that there is to mask that fear as common sense and hard work, wisdom. Would you mercifully drop an A-bomb on that? Would you open us up, Lord? Uh, To you, at the, the center of all. Would you explode our hearts Um, with love so that we can uh, live with great difficulty uh, laying down our lives, taking up our cross, uh, learning to live in love, constrained down the path toward the good, the beautiful, the true, back home to you. Thank you for the temporary provisional homes we've come from. Thank you for our truer home that precedes and transcends it. Lord, draw us um, to to our, our new home, the heavenly city for all will be well, all manner of things shall be well. We believe. Lord, help our unbelief. Amen. (laughs)